What's up, family? It's the Radical Redhead, Cole Phillips, coming to you yet again with a great episode of No Ordinary Church Girl, candid conversations on love, pain, and everything in between. So we're going to get right into it. So uh, family, I'm excited to talk with you today because I haven't done my segment that I do for you all, my own personal therapy, and we're going to do it today. But before I do that, I've got to let you know I have a special guest who I've known now. Huh. Has it, it's definitely 10 years. Yeah. Somewhere around that. Yeah. 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 Oh man. You're official. That means I can't get rid of you now. That's what that means. Yeah, that's what that means. <laughs> okay. So his name is Darnell Sapp. That's right. That's his name. He's giving me some other vibes right now, but we're not going to say that person's name. We had some <laughs> offline, off the air conversations. I'm going to leave it alone. But uh, this man comes with several years. I double digits, 20. And when I say double digits, I mean like 20 plus years in the industry, beauty industry by way of the barber side. But yes. still, he knows both sides. Cosmetology and barber uh, had, uh, I'm going to say it, uh, at one point was the personal barber of Floyd Mayweather yeah. Jr. Let me yes. say his name correctly. And um, just has been able to travel, do a lot of things, actually be on the state board as it relates to uh, this licensing here in Texas. So I'm going to let him tell you a little bit more about himself. But he is my son's personal barber. Again, his name is Darnell Sapp. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, of course. I'm glad to have you. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to have Uh, you. Well, again, my name is Darnell Sapp, of course. And uh, she gave me such big ups. It's kind of hard to come behind that. Because you're good at what you do. And he's never cut... My sons. <laughs> I gotta say that because I made a deadly mistake. You I did. tell people, and I, not to cut you off. I want I want the people to know that I did this and don't do this. When you find a great barber or a stylist, whichever side you're on, y'all don't leave. Okay, nope. don't leave. Now nope. I only did it because we know my schedule can get a little crazy, and sometimes yeah. I might. And it was on me. I would get with him too late, and so I couldn't get in. And yep. I thought, oh, okay, well I'm gonna find a backup. Notice I said backup, not the person, backup. Yeah. The Joker cut my son. Now, this man has been cutting my babies since they were three and five. You hear me? Three and five. Ain't never cut them, not one time. Yeah. I was blown away about that. I didn't realize that I didn't do that. Like, You've never, they have never walked away with a nick, nothing. I, I, and they've challenged you to where you were like, look. Sit still. You see this? Right. I'm going to cut you. <laughs> And I'm I think the fact that you, you told them, yeah. I'm going to cut you if you don't sit still. Yeah. They're like, yeah, no, nah, I ain't about that Sean, life. Sean was infamous for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah y'all know the baby is, he's, yeah. he's special. But <laughs> I just had to more. say that. Go ahead. I want you to continue to tell the people about well, yourself. Again, uh, and not just Floyd Mayweather, too. Because I also Go ahead, cut let him know. another celebrity here Go ahead. that I was born into. My brother, uh, Bishop Marvin L. Sapp. There um, it is. I've been his personal barber since I was 12 years old. 12? So, I didn't 12. know that. Yes. Wow. I actually... Uh, started when I was 11. Okay. By the time I was 12, I was cutting his hair. By the time I was 14, I had a full barbershop in my basement in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Shut up. Shout uh, out to Michigan. Y'all know K-Zoo yeah. and we Gun got Roo Michigan in the house. house. There yeah. it is. So, so by the time I was 14, I was doing that. And then, um, shoot, about 15, 16, man, my mom never had to buy me clothes or anything anymore. Wow. I was literally making my own. And wow. it kind of messed me up in a way because it kind of, uh, I got 
like bored with school. Mm-hmm. I can see that. You're making grown people money already. Right. You know, right. It's kind of like my mom house note back then was like two thirty. I was making that a week already. And so. see, I'm glad you said that because when I talk to young people who they want to start working instead of going going hard with school, just get it out the way. Yeah. Right. Whether you know, of course, high school get through that. Yeah. But if it's something you want to do that requires additional licensing, like what what we know about as as well as two year, four year universities, masters, whatever it is, right. Get it out the way. Yep. Because what they'll do is they'll start working, get used to that grown people money like you said yep. time will fly, fly and you'll look up and you're like yeah i should have went and got this that. done when i was yeah, young you, yeah, you got kids yeah. and everything like that happened yeah. now it's even harder yeah. so and that's exactly yeah. what happened um i had my first child i was just turning 18 she's actually she's 18 years six months and five days separation from each other her and i wow <laughs> wow yes you do so, that's impressive because i is. can't do that with mine i know because I, <laughs> I sat back and thought about it one day i was like wow i had her like i had just turned 18 wow. her mom was still 17 so you know she had just she walked across stage pregnant wow it was crazy wow so, and i didn't finish school once i found out um mm-hmm. i didn't do high school i went and got my ged okay so you can do the joke I, so the I'm joke just... so I'm glad he, he, he gave me a pass i'm going to okay. do it so uh you guys know i'm a no ordinary church girl so i again that's because i get inspiration from everything and uh dl hughley shout out to dl hughley i'm a fan i know the brother's like he's all over the place and he's i get crazy. it i get it co- i mean he's cool he, he's crazy no he is. he is and if he was listening he'd agree uh <laughs> But I'm a fan. I like his rawness. I honestly, I like he's raw about his. And he, and you know, Darnell, you guys, he's giving me D.L. Hughley with the hat and, and the glasses. Man. I was just feeling the vibe. And yeah. so I appreciate you saying that. Shout out to Vince Adams, State Boom. Farm Insurance. He All bought right. me this hat. Well, I like that. It's funny. He, Give um, him a plug. Yeah, he he came to my my barber school. Okay. Um. Well, now, let's talk about that. Yeah. 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 I own a barber college here in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay. East side of Fort Worth. I brought a franchise down from Chicago, Illinois. All right. It's called Larry's Barber College. Uh, we have nine in the country, black owned, um, wonderful, wonderful program that we have. Um, and Vince actually was one of my clients, is one of my clients from my barbershop as well, because I have a barbershop, ASAP Barbershop. It's over off Granbury and 20 in Fort Worth, Texas as well. And uh, he came over and we were talking. He had this dope hat on. I was like, I like that hat. Man. Mm-hmm. He said, try it on. He said, it might be too big for you. And it fit. I said, man, I got a big head, though. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, you know what? I got some for you. Yeah. And, and I didn't think he was going to, you know, buy me a hat. Right, but, yeah, right, He right. brought me a hat. It came in the next week. He's like, well, two weeks later, he's like, hey, man, here he you go, Doc. It's like, thank you, man. So, you know, um, shout out to Vince, man. Really good dude. He's always plugging me. Matter of fact, last night, uh, he was just texting me. He invited me to an event last night wow. where they honored him and um, some other people. Yeah. Really, really dope event. He's always invite me to stuff, always give me tickets, never have to pay for anything. Mm. Really, really good guy. I love that he pours into me and it inspires me to pour into others. Because I want you to hold that because I we're going to talk about today is exactly a lot of what we've been talking about when right. it comes to uh, the definition of a man. Um, and I say that only because I think it's so important that people understand. It's not that people don't want to help you. And and you and I have talked about this because you've right. experienced some situations where you've been burned <laughs> trying to help people. Ooh. And and I've had some candid conversations with Darnell. And he's like, I ain't helping nobody else. No, I'm no done. More. Like, that's, that's it. You want help? You're going to pay me. Yes. I think he's <laughs> like, and I'm not changing and my I'm mind. I'm not changing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what, what you're experiencing with Vince, though, is the fact that you are paying for 
what he what he's pouring into is the fact that he's seeing you you hard you're a hardworking man right? right like you just said you have your own shop not only that you're getting ready to open a second one so he didn't mention that so and, okay did I, I speak I'm, too soon no no you didn't okay. I'm, I'm right now I'm wrestling with it okay that's fair the major major reason why I'm wrestling with it because I have so many irons in the fire right now yeah I got my nonprofit organization business right. empowerment where we help small business fill in the blanks um, really trying to push that thing really hard. Um, got the barber school, my barber shop. I'm doing real estate right now. I'm right, just finishing right, up right, right. Uh, with Champion Real Estate School. So I'm getting my real estate license so I can sell homes, uh, do all that different stuff like that. And then also uh, I'm doing this project in November. Remember right, right, right. About, yeah, yeah. Uh, Funky Town Barber Battle, which is going to be really, really dope. I'm excited about yeah, it. November 3rd. Now that is definitely going down. Uh, so. And if he still lets me, your girl may get to host. Oh, so no, I'm, ain't I'm, no May. Oh, well, there it is. So I'm, a, I'm definitely going to be <laughs> yeah, talking no about May, it even more. No so we need bring you. you back and let you talk about yes, it some more. please. So, yeah, that's that's another thing. So I was like, you know, over this past weekend, I, I've really been wrestling with it because it's, I was like, I got so much going on. And, and that's fair. Yeah, I'm up at six. I go to bed at nine. Mm. And then I'm back up at six. And mm. it's like, I'm doing that seven days a week. And it's that's like, a lot. That's, that's a lot. Too much. And I said, do I really want to put another shop in my life? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. fair. Yeah. But I think just in everything that you just said, if someone uh, sees a person who is really about their grind, right, and they're out here and they're they're pushing towards purpose and they're just really constantly moving, you see progression with them. Right. Then, yeah, you do want to help that because you, you see that they're making progress. They're doing something. Yep. But for the person who's just sitting there waiting, got their hand out. But what have you what have you done? Yes. And even for the business owners or, or those who want to own your own business, I think it's important they understand when you look for investors, whether it be in your business or just in you, what have you done for you first? Exactly. That's what they're going to ask. What What have you invested? What have you done? You before? Why am I going to put game. my, yeah. You have right. To. If you're not putting any skin in the game, I don't think people really take it seriously. No. For example, when I first opened up my barber college, I scholarshiped uh, eight students. Mm -hmm. And our scholarship was 100% scholarship. Wow. I mean, they didn't pay a dime. Books, clippers, hours, everything was out of my pocket. Out of those eight, I think two, three. Mm. And that tells you right one, there. One finished, mm -hmm. two is still in school, almost finished now. Okay. Um, but the other five, and <laughs> sad to say, the other five looked exactly like me. Mm. Uh, they couldn't take it. They yeah. just could not come to school. Wow. And that was the issue, you know, and, and I, 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 I sat back and I evaluated and looked at what was going on. I was like, man, you know, they didn't have what we, what we going to talk about. Right, right. Uh, templates. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. And I think that was the issue because me, when I when I had the opportunity to go to school, uh, I went for free. Mm -hmm. my, my barber college, uh, I went to school in Carthage, Mississippi. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Way back in 1996. Uh, I got my license in 97. Yeah. So um, I went there, a little bitty school. Um, Brock, Mr. Brock uh, allowed me to go to school for free. Wow. That, I mean, completely free. Wow. And I finished the actual date that they had written down. I didn't miss one day of school. Wow. Because, I mean, I figured if you give me the opportunity to go for free, I must take it total advantage of this. Yeah, but absolutely. <laughs> that's how I looked absolutely. at it. But they looked at it as like, why would you allow me or why would you make me want to change my life? Or why would you make me do something that I really don't want to do, but I do want to do? Why yeah. don't you just give it to me? Yeah. And I was like, man, I can't give you that. Like, I can give you... Uh, time, I can give you effort, but you have to clock your own hours. Like, that's something you have to yeah, do Yeah, you got to put in the work. You have to put in your work. And so they, they just couldn't do it. And, and it, I know it just only boils back to nobody was around them to 
show them or yeah. you know i was blessed you know uh, yeah. my father wasn't around when i was growing up but i had older brothers mm-hmm. and a lot of it i learned what not to do right right through them yeah. <laughs> right like i i saw entirely too much at a at a young age my I older gotcha. brother's like 14 years older than me oh yeah you did see a lot oh yeah like, yeah, you seen a whole lot. By the time I was eight, I was an adult. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, now, I wonder straight, you was uh, running a business at 12. Yeah, like straight adult at eight. Like, wow. For real. Like, I saw so much growing up. Because it's different from, like, having older brothers, especially such a big age gap. Yeah, yeah. It's way different, man. It's like, um, my brother closest to me is five years older than me. Mm. So when I was five, he was 10. So, like, 15. Oh, yeah. When I was 10. I was 10. Like, yeah, you definitely, baby. You, you <laughs> I got ain't going to tell on y'all, bro, but I I'm know. like, woo. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, was, you know, we're we're vibing too well for me to even bother with the news you most certainly won't use. I'm not even going to go there. Go let's, let's go. No, no, no. We're vibing too well. well. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll do a little snippet. Snippet. Are we going to do a snippet? Because I, I got a <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, calm down, people. I'm gonna do a little snippet. I'm gonna. Oh, no. I tell you what. Let's go into the segment. Let's go. Last week's news you most certainly won't use. So I'm gonna spend a little bit of time in my life, just a little bit. So I went out. What? I, see. <laughs> <gasps> I want to hear this. You know I'm what? Glad people? I, I'm glad we did go here. Go ahead. Tell me. You know me. what? Shut it. I went out. Okay, I went to this place called Sandaga. I don't even know if I'm saying it. Sandaga. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Anyhow, it's downtown uh, Dallas. And uh, I went out to this little function networking type of situation. I like the vibe, right? But here's what I noticed. Okay, so I'm the type of woman that I don't shoot my shot. Let me say why I don't shoot my shot. I've seen too many women on Facebook, on Instagram. I mean, you guys DM, y'all be blowing up these comment sections. Ooh, you so handsome. Ooh, you sexy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I know what I bring to the table. And I know if you link with me, I'm going to help you expand that thing. And I'm going to help you grow that thing. Right. And vice versa. It should be that way for me. Right. Now, I will let you know I'm interested, which is to me, commonly I'll smile or maybe I keep looking over at you. So if that don't tell you, okay, well, she might be feeling me because she keep looking over here. Well, you might like my hat. No, I'm just yeah, that's who. <laughs> I really might. I'm yeah. like, dang, I really want to ask him for my dude. You know, Where you get that hat from? It, it, you're right. It could be that. <laughs> but I'm just like, there's ways a woman can let a man know she's right, interested, right. right? If you laugh a little too hard as joke, you're like, that wasn't really that funny. I think she liked she me. She liked me, yeah. You know, but I'm watching these women and I was disturbed. I was disturbed from the way they were dressed because it's been a while since I've been out in that kind of scene, right? Advertisement everywhere. I'm talking the girls were like, hey, like you ain't got to guess what they look like because they out there, right? Um, I seen some where I was like, sweetie, that ain't for your body. (laughs) Yeah, spandex is not, that type of stuff is not for for everybody. And even for us thin girls, like ain't no hate on, no shade on the the thick girls. Some of us thin girls don't need to be wearing it either. Because I seen some flat backs the other day. It's just (laughs) not right. I was like, this is not right. So, I mean, I'm out and, and I was, I was really disappointed at the level of, chase that i was seeing from the women right there was one guy first of all it was like 10 women to one man well i was gonna say that's what it is right now you know it's hard to find i guess good men because i i hear that a lot from oh my lord like it is the number ratio is stupid that's why dudes act the way they do to i believe that like if a dude got a little bit going on about himself that's why he he is just that's why he has that because he probably has like 10 other women that's like barking at him and you're like, okay, you don't want to act right? Okay, cool. Next. Because she'll act right. Like right. somebody's going to act right on this, right. this list of 10 right. <laughs> for the night at least, you know? So yeah. I was just irritated. 
I was, I was, oh, I was so irritated. It made me not want to go out again. Cause I said, is this the environment? Is this the, cause the vibe was nice. Go for the vibe. And that's what, and that's what I'm gonna have to do. Cause I, I just kept thinking, I want to go home and watch movies with my babies. Nah, go and for that's the vibe. pretty, this, this I mean, I love about, my babies, but that's, yeah, 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 but <laughs> that's we do need adult time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but I understand though. I seriously, I really do understand. I, and sucks. honestly, I didn't realize this, this, this segment is actually tying into what we are going to talk about. I, yeah. I just, it was frustrating to just kind of watch even any guy I thought that was attractive. I was just like, oh, he's a good looking dude. Not, ooh, hey, look at me, look at me. But it, I could just even see the demeanor, the demeanor in him mm-hmm. where the women was like, he, and he's just sitting back waiting for you to come. Yeah. Like there was no pursuit whatsoever. No. I didn't and, see that. And, you know, it's sad, but that's how it is now. And I kind of miss having the ch- opportunity to like highlight you. And chase. I've. And I've heard that. I miss you don't that. know how many men that I do admire like yourself that are out here dating. And they say, you know, the, the biggest frustration is that the women are just they don't even so allow you to easy. discover him is what one of them said. I can't even discover you because you come to the table. We go to dinner and I got this, 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 this and this. What you got? Yeah. It's like, OK, yeah. well, date over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy. They It's now they, they look at it like they're men to a degree. You know, yes. to, to, to like, and to the defense of women, I understand to the defense of them because, you know, for years, women have been put in a position where like they, uh, they've been looked over kind of like, yeah. so now, you know, they kind of like, okay, well, I can control this if I want to. You ain't going to just pimp me. Right. I'm going to pimp you. Right. I'm gonna get what I need to get. And, go. and be old. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and so, but I keep explaining to them, you, you can't do that. Yeah. Because you're a woman and I'm man. And, and it's like. At the end yep. of the day, it's still backwards. You devalue yourself. Like, no matter what, I don't care what you do. You know what I'm saying? Dude can sleep with a thousand women and pick the, and get the best woman of all of them. A woman can't sleep with a thousand men she and cannot, get the best man. And never. <laughs> it's it will not never gonna happen. It's no. not going to happen. Mm-mm. And, no. I mean, You're not a sucks. jewel anymore. It's not. Yeah. You're not. I don't yeah. care how. It, it just, your stock go down. Yeah. I, You're I, absolutely correct. I taught my correct. girls that years back. I was like, look, the more dudes you sleep with, the more dudes that can say they attach to you, right. the more your stock becomes. Yeah. 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 See, you're, you're you're messing me up. This is not a jokey joke. I can't make a joke out of this segment, guys. So we're just going to go right <laughs> okay, into the topic. Ahead, no, you're, you're so deep. I just like you pull me in. So it's, we're just going to go right into this topic. So this was news you could use technically. Yeah, yeah I think they took something from this. One. But just know I went out. That's the only thing you yeah. need to know that probably is not useful for you. I went out and we'll see if I go out. And well, she I'm going to respect the vibe. Like you said, the vibe was cool. Yeah. He's right. I'll go out again. But I just. Lord, ladies, stop chasing, please. Ladies, don't stop chasing. You know what? Shut it. Keep the chase. We're going to get into the topic today. <laughs> I like the chase. chase on. We're going to talk about the definition of a man. Yes. The template. Um, me and Darnell talk quite a bit about just the difficulties in being a man, but also the difficulties come from no template. They're, the template has, it's there, but it's not being utilized. It's not being showcased. It's not being given. And we're going to talk about that today because I think that's it's huge. I have sons. Um, you're someone uh, you're one of two, honestly, outside of their dad that I trust to impart any type of knowledge as it relates to being a man. Thank you. Um, thank you. I'm very and you know this. I'm very protective of my sons. There's Absolutely. not many men that my sons have been around for that reason, because I know visually it's so important that what they see they attach to, especially if they, that, that's all they see. They think that's just the way it is. <laughs> exactly. Right. And that's a non-negotiable for me. So. 
Darnell has a lot about him that uh, I admire. There's a lot from a, a male perspective in terms of how he raised his daughter. I definitely want you to talk about that. He was a single father. Um, and, and I connected with that initially, of course. But right. then beyond that was just seeing how you make people respect you. And that's a non-negotiable. And I think, you know, and as a man, let's just be real, even from a (laughs) biblical perspective, you and I have had actually a heated debate about it one time. It was like, no, a man needs respect. Y'all need love. We need respect. And when I really fall, you know, fell back and looked at it for what it was and and read, right. Right. It's absolutely true. Yeah. And we we have to have that. Yeah. And I, and I agree. And so without respect, um, a man is nothing, especially a black man. That was one of the reasons why Willie Lynch wrote those letters mm. and the psychology he placed inside of the household of the black household. That was one of his dynamics that he used. Yeah. The 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 the, the, the lack of respect for a black man in his house. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he raped his woman in front of him and treated him like that in front of his wife and and she could just look at him and just total disrespect, like you won't even die for me. Mm. So that just took like the respect level away from the man. And then she's the hurt that she's seen in that. She didn't want her sons to go through that. So now she kept so close with her boys, Yeah, you know, and that kind of enabled her boys. So now boys nowadays uh, at 30 and 40 years old still don't understand or can digest another man's voice because he's only heard a woman's voice. Right. Right. And, and that was one of the issues that went, went, like I said, my five students, uh, single family homes, uh, mom was around and uh, the, the voice of a man was just, it was crazy. I, I have a, a lady instructor at my school mm-hmm. and I would literally tell her exactly what I just said. And she would, re- and she would say, and, and they would receive it. They would receive it hundred wow. percent. But then I come right back and say, and they'd be like, Oh, Mr. Sap, you tripping on me, man. I was like, bro, no, I'm not tripping on you. Or they'd tell me, you just want me to be white or some stupid, like crazy stuff. I was like, bro, i I don't preach self-hate. I'm black. Like if I died and came back another color, I'd be pissed. I'm, I'm, I love being black. <laughs> like I, I love, I wouldn't change one thing, but I just know like how hard it is for us, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and so with that being said, it just, um, it just really just takes away from a man with him not being able to have the respect that he needs in his household. And, uh, and respect don't mean um, uh, I'm a ruler. Right. Like respect don't mean whatever I say go. Right, right. Respect me enough to check me when I'm in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, baby, no, 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 no. And privately, privately, I think that what women do wrong, and I was guilty in my marriage where I would, if something struck something in me, I would address it at that time. Yeah. You know, whenever it was, it didn't matter if we were in around family or if we were at home. Right, that's just and maturity that's, though. And I agree with that, that's but all. I think also it goes on the other side for a woman who's been raised around nothing but women and depending on the hurt that she experienced from the man, there's this certain demeanor. Like, I don't need you. Yeah. And you can't tell me nothing. Yeah. And you're not, you know, and, and then that respect becomes an issue in your marriage or in your relationships you're trying to cultivate. And yeah. so um, I can see it from both sides, not having like yourself, a father in the home and not understanding what it is to be loved. Right. right. What I did have and, you know, no, not taking anything away from the man who raised me, who I called that, right. but he was an abusive husband. Right. So what did I see? Like, yeah, you may be great and call me princess and, and protect right. me as right. a daughter, but as a wife and what I see you do, do to my mother, that's not love. So, that's so not. now there's confusion. It right? is. It is. And that's probably one of the scenes that you, if you really sit back and, and, and like when you went out the other night, mm-hmm. that's one of the 
problems with the young ladies that you seen that night. They didn't understand or possibly receive unconditional love in a way of a manner where they don't have to dress provocative to get right. attention, right? you know, or, or be uh, loud and obnoxious, whatever, you know, uh, that's one thing I like you was talking about me raising my daughter. Yeah. Uh, that's one yeah. thing I, I impregnated in her mind. Like, look, you, you're valuable period. So you don't have to be loud. You don't have to dress provocative. You don't have to do all those things. And when it all comes down to it, like I'm going to show you how a man's supposed to love you unconditionally. Like Which he, he did. Yes. I'm going to interject because there's things that he would say. And I'm like, I want a man that did that for me and you're doing yes. it for your daughter. Like cooking for her. Absolutely. And, I mean, he would cook. No, I ain't talking like no little, here's some spaghetti. You know, nah. he would cook. And, and you had to talk about yes. that as well. Well, my daughter uh, was diagnosed at nine with type one diabetes. So it was hard for us to, a lot of times to go out to dinner because everything, you know, is portion sized and different stuff like that. And she would kind of get like frustrated with it all. Yeah. We would have to Google and do all that different stuff. So I say, you know what? We're at home. I said, I'm about to make this really sexy and nice for you. And and, and it saved a bunch of money too. I'm sure. Uh, we would Google <laughs> recipes that she would like from different restaurants. Yeah. And we would make it at home. I'll go to Central Market or wherever and buy the ingredients and we would do it right there at home. And we have fun. And, and see that right there. I know some woman's like, I want a man to do that for me. Oh, yeah. And that, and that's just so, it's simple. It right? is. But it also shows my baby. And it's, it's an opportunity to be intimate. And this is your baby, right. right? This is not anything perverse. Not only anyone, you know, even going down that road. This is not perverse. This is actually you showing your daughter right. how a man, can, without sex attached to it whatsoever, anything. we're having an intimate moment. We can be open. You can be vulnerable over a meal. Over a meal. And, and enjoy yourself. Right. And so what we did, that was like our major thing. And mm -hmm. so we would do that like, you know, like every I would cook for dang near every night. Just, yeah. And I and ended up enjoying it. Like yeah. now I love to cook. Like really, I love cooking. It's my thing. Like yeah. I go out and that's I always <clears throat> I always tease women. I'd be like, I can cook better than you. Like, right. And, and be and for real. And be for real. No, like, no, for real. I'm he he talks you. about like, <laughs> like sear and salmon. I'm like, yeah, man, I just put yeah. it in there and bake it for 30 minutes. Yeah, I, I, do I can't do that crazy stuff. stuff. <laughs> I like to bake. I like to fry. I, I mean, I like cooking. So that's and, awesome. Yeah, it's, it, it was just me just being uh, what I felt like I should be as a father to my daughter. Yeah. You know, uh, I got two girls. My oldest daughter, I wasn't able to be in her life the way I would like to. Yeah. Um, at the age of seven. Her mom took her away from me because mm -hmm. uh, I got married and a bunch of other stuff, you know, young people stuff. Yeah. Um, but by the grace of God, by the time she's 15, she ended up being back in my life. And now we talk every day. She gave me two wonderful grand boys, a marvelous uh, love. He blows them up on and Instagram. My, and my son-in-law <laughs> is amazing. I love Ty. Ty is a great dude. I've been knowing him since he was 14, 15. And see, that's a, to me, that's the fruit of what... Like you said, the grace of God being able to come in at a point where many, I believe it's boys and girls, around the ages of probably sooner, like 12 for boys, yeah. I would say. But definitely 14, 15, this is when a girl is really starting to come into her own, yep. begin to identify with what it is to be a woman as she continues yep. to grow the young lady, right? <laughs> Wake up crying for Hello, no reason. No reason. <laughs> we don't know what the heck's going what on. Wrong? I don't know. Just leave me alone. I remember those days. I was like, come here, just give me a hug. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes that's all, that's all we need. We yeah. don't need you to fix nothing. No. And I think that's something that many men need to understand. I know that it is automatic because of how God's made you to go out and provide, to go out and fix, like have an answer. Right. right. But oftentimes just what you talked about, we just want you to 
be there to listen. Yeah. Like you don't even need to fix it. Just hear me. Let me get it out. Yeah. And then we can move on. It may drive you crazy because you really want to say something. And you know, honestly, it's vice versa. Okay. Men just want to just rant. Well, we, there it is. That's it. Just say it. Get it I off learned our chest. It. I learned something I promise God, today. if you get it, if you get it off his chest, the rest of the day it'd be great. Mm. You know, men kind of like dogs in a way, to a degree. Mm-hmm. That's why they call men dogs to a degree. Because after about 10 minutes of ranting, we forgot. Like a dog, <laughs> you can pop it. It will walk away 10 minutes later. Come back. It'll come right back to you like you ain't did nothing. That's a dog. That's a man. Like, he, he rant. You'd be like, all right. All right, baby. Yeah, okay. You go fix a meal. Come back. Sit down. He'd be like, now, what will we? What will, let's go to the mall. All right, baby. Let's, let's go. Let's go. And he, yeah. All that rant went away. It just... It's got to get off his chest. So, and and you know, but not to get too far off subject, but yeah, just the whole thing about being a template for me—that yes. was my whole point. And even with my daughter, and you know, just trying to be a template for her, uh, for her not having a, a mother around. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I just had to place her around good women like yourself. Well, and thank um, you. um, I love his daughter. Yeah, she's a beautiful young lady, and it's only because I had good women around her. And I think that's that's important. So if we were to really talk about as best as you can, what do you believe is the template? Like, what where does it start, especially for those who don't have a father in the home? Right. When you think about that's a big part of it, male or female. Where does it start? How do, how do you move into becoming a man when you don't have that male figure at home? The first thing I looked at was just anybody in your neighborhood or you know, and, and they don't have to necessarily be famous, you know, like Jay-Z or my right. brother. I mean, it, it can be <clears throat> the the carpenter or any man that you see that's out there that's trying to just do something for itself. Because, again, the template is just a basic layout of something. You don't have to be that. Right. It's just something that you can kind of use as a platform or, or, or as a... Um, as a layout for you as a, a kind of a setup for you to, to go to the next level. Right. You know, and then as you enter into whatever chamber of uh, industry that you want to get into, it could be a barber or whatever, whatever you want to do, start trying to find mentors in that particular field. Cause once you start doing that, that actually will help you become a template and be around templates. Yeah. Because the only thing they're doing is just giving you just a basic layout of, you know, how to get here. You don't necessarily got to get it. Like, for example, I have one of my business partners. His name is Corey Lewis. He's a template for me. Mm-hmm. He's, I don't tell his business, but he makes right. tons of money yeah. doing real estate. Mm-hmm. He's my template in real estate. Now, am I going to do it exactly like him? No. Yeah. I'm and not. I think that's so important that you said that when you said find people in that industry, because that's what a mentor is. Yeah. There's someone who has found their niche or an expertise in an area that you're interested in. Yeah. It's not the end all be all because God made you the way he made you. Exactly. And he meant for you to be a light in the way he meant for you to be a light. Exactly. Right. Yes. And so I think that what you said is so key. And if you think about what you're doing, even with the school and shout out to the Midwest again, because uh, he said uh, Chicago. So shy, I'm just telling y'all these, these Midwest the people, y'all need to click. It. You need to clink <laughs> up with us. I'm yeah, saying. Link, link. Link, link. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like you said, it was it's based out of Chicago, but this man had a blueprint for a school. Right. right? And you knew what you could add to it. Yep. And you needed something to at least pull. And you always said you were going to have a school. I right. remember us talking about that. Yeah. You found the template right. to work from. Right. You have a school. Right. Now, the school may not be what they do in Chicago in terms of it's yes, not. it's a franchise, but it's not going to give you the same feel because it has Darnell Sapp stamp on it. Right. right? Yep. And I think that's so important when you take a template, you don't take 
everything because they don't know everything. You don't need it all. Yeah, you don't. You You just need the information for wherever you're moving into that next dimension of where you're at in life. Like, I didn't need Larry for the comprehension of state board. Right, because you already got that. I'm on the board. Exactly. I love how you said, I'm on the board. Yeah, so like, it was like, (laughs) like, so it was, it was what I needed him for was just the other things, the structure, the, the, the template. Yeah. Of what I needed. And and some of the stuff he gave, I used some of the stuff he did. We just like, we don't need that here. We don't yeah. need that. And and that's in life in general. So like for women and men, find somebody who you that's tangible first, first right. and foremost. Don't right. go get these Kim Kardashians and stuff. They're not tangible. You can't touch them. Please. You know, they're that's that's cute to look at. You exactly. know what I'm saying? But that's that's not tangible. Go get Miss Parker around the corner or Miss Josie at the church or somebody that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's tangible. And that, the person that you look for is don't look for a perfect person. Right. That's another thing. I, I never look for, for perfection. So like some of the people I, I actually use as templates, they, they ruined mm. as far as like, um, uh, they had trouble past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the reason why I use them a lot of times is because they, they've been to the depths of hell. Yeah. And came and that's out real. of it. And came out. That's yeah, the thing. Came yeah, out. And they, they can out. actually tell you, don't do this. You can learn from their instruction, not by experience. Yep. They already experienced it. Take their instruction. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, God used them as vessels. We all are just, you know, purpose wrapped in flesh. I agree. And, and we, we, God uses us as vessels. And and some of my greatest ideas <laughs> is came from people I thought that I had the least amount of respect for. Mm. I, I'm not going to even. One, one guy in particular, I can honestly say <clears throat> God used him. In order to grow my shop. Wow. I'll never forget the day um, I was at my shop. And you remember when I first opened it? Yeah. I, it was all stylist. My yeah. shop initially was ASAP Barber Salon. And I wanted to have stylists in I the remember. front and one barber, which was yeah. myself. And um, I kept having issues having stylists come in. Mm-hmm. And I had this old white guy. I called him Hopping Bob because he would just come in like he was just doped up, just hopping. <laughs> and he would just say a lot of foolishness. And I'd be like, okay, okay. But this particular day he came in. And but nobody in there but me and him. Mm. And he said, "Man, what's what's up with the shop, man? How's it going?" I said, "Man, it's going okay." He said, "Well, where are your people at?" I said, "Man, you know it's really hard to kind of get people in here, man. I keep investing in people, and it's not growing the way I think. Or they, you know, I invest in them, they get in, they leave." He said, "Well, man, what you need to do is quit investing in people and invest in your business. Make it somewhere where people want to work, and then people will come to work." Mm. Right? Wow. And I sat there and looked at him. Wow. He's like, "Okay, cool." And so. You know, me personally, I do this every day. Every day when I'm finished with my day, I take a shower and I recap my whole entire day. Oh, that's awesome. From, I mean, every day. It's just, it's forced habit. Just, no, I that's just think awesome. about all yeah. my things to try to make myself better. You know, I believe in, you know, making myself excellent is the standard, not the goal. I always say to myself, I'm going to be the best me that I can be. So anyway, I, I recap my day. And as I was sitting there thinking about my day, I was like, man, he really says something strong. And I was like, God was like, see, I was delivering that to you. And mm-hmm. I was like, for real, Lord? He's like, yeah. He Through said, someone who just used to work their so, nerves. So this yeah. is how I knew it was God, though. It was crazy. So the next day, <laughs> he comes in the shop. So I was going to tell him about what God said, right? Yeah. And he just come in talking stupid again. Mm. Like, like what he said that was so profound the day before. Right. It wasn't him the next day. And right. I knew it. Like, I knew it. I was like, that wasn't you. That right. was really God. Like, yeah. for real. Like, because sometimes you were hearing and he'll be like, Lord, you know, is that really you? Because God is not talking to you with this, like, Wizard right. of Oz all voice. deep and people you know? get all super, super spiritual Sometimes about it. Sometimes it's yeah. in the yeah. voice of, like, somebody that you know. It's right. in your head. Like, yeah. or flashes of ideas and stuff. That's yeah. God giving it to you. Like, so when he did that, I was like, okay, Lord, 
I understand now. So a- after that point, I always paid attention to signs. And actually, that expedited my business. Stupid. I like wow. I invested in my business. It blew up crazy. Now I don't even work there anymore. I don't even work at the shop. I, yeah. I work at my school full time and my shop is full. I got a great group of staff, people. Shout out to Desi. Shout out to Trey. Shout out to Mikey Mike, the barber. <laughs> shout out to uh, Maria Garcia. Like I got uh, some dope. Like I can honestly say my shop has the dopest barbers, period, in Fort Worth. Like, and my, I would go with that. I can I say mean, that. that's why I drive where I drive. My, no, it's seriously. a 40-minute drive like, to come all see jokes this man. Aside, my shop literally has every barber in there can cut mm. and that's rare it's it's most shops you got like three two or three yeah. barbers yeah, you yeah. can cut and then you got one that's kind of like all my barbers are dope like dope like and I that's put a up reflection against... of you though exactly and i think that's important when we talk about being a template and especially being uh, a man right right it is a reflection your leadership is a reflection of the fruit that is produced from you and mm. i would say what you just said, what you model, how you work, your work ethic, your expectations, like you said, excellence is the standard. Not it's not goal. a goal. Nope. Right. And so I think that's a, that is an absolute direct reflection. I've seen how your shop has turned to the point where people can't come in any old kind of way. No, no more. like can't. you've shifted. Yeah. I, I've seen yeah. the growth. I yeah. really have. I've yeah. wrote it out with you. Cats, so. cats will come in and smell like buku weed. And I yeah. don't knock nobody for smoking weed. Right. But you can't come in my shop smelling like that. Right. And I mean, I talk to my barbers. They, my barbers see me fire people behind yeah. that. Because my yeah. shop is not based off. You know, one thing I'm blessed. I tell everybody, shout outs to anybody who's trying to open up a school, barbershop, anything. Do not open up anything that you can't afford by yourself. There you go. If you depended on booth rent to open up a business, anything will happen in your business. My barbers are, no, I don't need you, but I want you. Mm. I want you you here. I want you here. I want to empower you. I want you to be the best you you can be, but I don't need you. Right. And they see me, people who paid rent. If you didn't conform to what our system is here, Mm -hmm. you got to go. Yeah. I hold myself the same way accountable. And see, that's integrity. Again, respect for your craft and that's integrity. Yeah. And that's a big part of what it is, I believe, in, in the template. And, and really what what causes a woman like me to respect a man like you is because I see the integrity. I see the respect that you require. It's not a, if I get it, I get it. No, right. it's a requirement. It's yeah, your it posture. Is. It's how you address people and how you expect people to re- address you, how you deal with kids, yeah. other people, kids. When they yeah. get a little crazy, you handle it. Come here. It's like, yeah, let me talk, let me to, talk you. to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and it, it's important for us to be that way. For each other, because my mom, I ain't gonna lie, my mom used to, we lived directly across the street from a school called Alexander, Alexander Elementary. We lived, I grew up at 1030 Neyland in yeah. Grand Rapids. And directly across the street was the big kids playground. And back, you know, in the 80s and 90s, we, well, early 80s, mid 80s, late 80s, my mom, you know, kids, we would sleep with the door, front door kind of open on, take a nap or whatever. Yeah. But my mom would hear the kids over there getting into it because she worked, uh, uh, third so mm-hmm. she would so be she up, was there and you know, during the day and here. at night she's gone yeah. yeah and so um she would hear kids cutting up and literally go across the street and whip them and I take them it. into the office like my mm-hmm. mom done whipped so many people yeah. <laughs> i used to whip that little boy yeah you know? seriously <laughs> and, and let me tell you a story real quick and because and I, I know we way over our time but um I'll never forget my mom uh was going to the store one day um little dope area franklin and eastern yeah. And the dude stole a car and it was a police chase. And the dude hit my mom's car. Mm. And she seen him coming, but she had her foot on the brake so hard where she broke her foot trying to brace. Wow. The guy jumps out the like. car and runs. Because my mom was so 
impactful to the area, the drug dealers on the corner chased that dude down and beat him. The police had to save him. Wow. He said, you hit Miss Sap. That's all they were saying. You hit Miss Sap. <laughs> wow. They came and got me from my house. Wow. They came and picked me up. They was like, some of the dudes, some of my, my drug friends. They, wow. They came and picked me. Hey, man, we just got that nigga. He hit your mama. Wow. I was like, you hit my mama? Yeah, he hit your mama car. We, we stumped him. Police had to get him. Like, they literally, when they pulled, <laughs> the police was pulling people off this dude. They wouldn't stop. It was like 15 dudes stumping this dude. Like, how dare you hit this man, mama, and leave? Like, the respect, though. And and I I know that's where I get my posture from. Yeah. My mom demand respect. Yeah. You know, she's a single mom raising boys all by herself. My mom had four boys and then took on two other guys. Ooh. So she, at one point in time, she had six men in the Eesh. house. And that is a true testament of, of who your and mother is. None of us have sure. felonies. Wow. None of us, I've been to lock up, but none of us been to jail. <laughs> you like, ain't got nothing on the record, though. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go upstairs. I just, I went in the whole tank. and it let me out. Come, come bring my money. Get me out of this place. But like, she did it. So, you know, and I, and I was telling, it's funny, I was talking to her this morning and I was telling her, I was like, mom, thank you for putting uh, good templates around us. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and in, like in these last three or four years, I finally figured out what my purpose was. Mm. And that's why I was talking to you about me. I'm, I know I'm a template. Yeah. I know I'm something that somebody's supposed to look at and get a basic of life from, you know, and, and that's why I try to touch so much stuff. Yeah. You know, I try to get into everything. I'm, I, and Nikki, you know, I'm into everything. You name this, I do it, you know, yeah. credit, home ownership, Whatever you, whatever you, wherever you are in life, I, I'm positive I can, I can touch something. And I would it. agree. Yeah. So. I would agree. And I think that's what a template is. Just being a jack of all trade, but a master in none. Mm -hmm. you know? And and that's what we need to be. I think that's my personal opinion. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. I, I have to say again, I admire what you're doing. I appreciate you for the man you are for my sons. I've never had Thank a chance you. to tell you that, but I do. Thank you. Um, it's it's rare that a woman can rely on men that she she trusts to speak into her sons. And I say it's rare now because of what we're dealing with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And being a single mother, I know that I can I can expose my sons and I can speak life to my sons and I can make sure that I'm speaking to that inner man and building that man up. Because as a woman, I believe that's what we should do to, right. uh, for our men. But I also know I do not know the struggles of a man. Mm -hmm. I don't know what y'all walk out as men. Yes. And so it's so important that I put them around men that I see that are walking out in the way I, I believe my son should go. So I and thank I you thank for that. You. I thank you for that too, Nikki, because for one, I'm not perfect by no means. And yeah. so for you to have that much respect for me, I appreciate that. And that just makes me that more, much more accountable for my actions. Yeah. You know, my brother always told me, and it's biblical too, is not to let your left hand know what your right hand doing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and it messes with your testimony too. Yeah. You know, I never forget being a fly on the wall and Bishop Jakes and my brother and Fred and them was all in his office. And Bishop said, uh, it would mess Christianity up if they seen me drink a glass of wine. Absolutely. I never forget he said that. And, and, and it's only because it would just mess with his testimony, but it wouldn't change his words. Mm -mm. And I think people get caught up in the wrong things. Like, and so I'm able to look at people now, not for who they are, but what they do. Yeah. And I think that's more important. Well, I thank you very thank much. You. This has been good. Do you have a scripture you want to leave the people with? No. I always like, you said, no. 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 <laughs> I ain't into that life like that. Uh, he uh, oh, my well, look, gosh. I am not no, look, I'm not religious. 
uh, I have a relationship with Christ. That's that's all you need. Yeah, that's, that's all right. I ever ask people to have is yeah. have a relationship, which you do. Yeah. And you done spouted out some things anyway. You uh, we gonna let you with the right hand and left hand scripture. There it is. There I'm gonna let you have that one. Thank um, you, family. I hope you really enjoyed this conversation. I feel. Um, it definitely was good for me. I have these conversations with Darnell all the time. Yeah. Now, y'all did get a, a glimpse, and I ain't going to tell you because if you didn't pay attention, I'm just going to say he said something that you ain't never going to hear me say again. But he said it, so <laughs> I'm going to let him have it. He said it a couple of times, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. We're just going to see if you catch it. And how are you going to do that? You're going to DM me and let me know Uh-oh. if you know what it was that he said, and we'll find out if you know what it is. And then I'll let the cat out of the bag on the next show. I don't even know. It's okay. I'm going to tell you <laughs> off air. It's all good. But with that said, family, I'm going to let you get to your day. I pray that your Monday is far from ordinary and that your week manifests into God. Bless. I, see, I don't have such a deep conversation. I can't even talk no more, y'all. That's, That's right. what happens. But y'all know what I mean. May your week manifest into God's best. And I will talk with you again very soon. Love you. 